That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Surprise, Sydney. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. I'm Larry, and today we are reviewing After Yang from the 2022 Sundance Film Festival. And to help me in discussing this latest indie darling, I am joined by Leo from both the Cinemania World team and Geekly Goods. Hi, Leo. Hey, what's going on, Larry? Thanks for having me on. It's going to be nice to talk some After Yang, another A24 movie with an ADA character, this time pronounced Mm -hmm. Ada in this movie. But yeah, Uh, I really like this movie a lot, so I can't wait to talk about it. Didn't get as super sci-fi as I thought it would, but man, I didn't mind it staying pretty small. All right, and then also helping us to discuss this film, also from the Cinemania World team and YouTube, we have Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Hello. It's really fun to actually get in on the Sundance action. You know, we didn't go too all-out crazy Sundance-wise on the Cinemania page, but we're getting there. It's fun to be involved in the Sundancing a little bit here and there, especially for this movie, (laughs) because I'm a big A24 fan, and this felt appropriate right up my alley, because I'm a, you know, why not have A24 fan on the a24 film review for sundance yeah so this is our first review from the 2022 sundance film festival not really sure what the rest of the podcast is looking like moving forward with the fest but at least we'll get one out there right (laughs) hey that's that's all it counts yeah we get one Yeah, so After Yang is a 2021, because it did premiere at, uh, I believe it was Cannes Film Festival in 2021, Mm -hmm. American science fiction drama that is written, directed, and edited by Koganada. It follows the story of Jake, played by Colin Farrell, who wants his young daughter's beloved companion, an android named Yang, begins to malfunction he goes on a search for a way to repair him it's a pretty simplistic uh, plot synopsis there but <laughs> the film certainly goes deeper into what it means to be a human if you will the film also stars justin h min Haley lou richardson jody turner smith and malia emma in this a24 sci-fi drama so leo how are you feeling about after yang oh man honestly i think it might be my favorite of the festival so far i've seen this resurrection and i just saw emily the criminal today it's kind of tied up there with emily the criminal because i really like that one but after yang i've really enjoyed i've really liked the visual effects I thought I didn't think going in that they would be as good as they were. But honestly, I I just really enjoyed the story. It started out to me. It felt like it was just going to be this voyage of trying to get Yang back, but then diving into his actual memories and seeing that he saw so much humanity in life and the little things was just so touching and, and so beautiful. I, I thought it was pretty profound to do it to an A.I., So I thought it was like really cool that they incorporated this futuristic cyborg being in this 
human journey. It's really cool that that <clears throat> you've been taking characters that aren't human lately with Eternals and now here with the cyborg and Yang and really giving them humanity. It's been it's been beautiful seeing what they what they cherish and actually love and what, what even just the smallest morsels of life are so beautiful for them. I, I just love this movie a lot. And I actually got to check it out twice. I don't know if there was a malfunction in the software, um, but it allowed me to open it up again this morning. So I ended mm. up watching it a second time. Oh, lucky you. Okay, Leo. <laughs> well, Tyler, how did you feel about After Yang? Yeah, I kind of feel like pretty much the exact same as Leo to a degree. Um, I guess by default, it's probably my favorite of the festival. Like I've only seen two films. So I mean, you know, 50-50 chance, I guess. But yeah, I mean, what a powerful film with with a you know with a great message behind it too, because I mean I expected like some sci fi of course because it's the the topic you know AI and all that but it's really not focused on the sci fi it's I mean it's more definitely a more personal dramatic story and I mean I I personally like liked it a lot because of I think it was one of the it's one of the better examples of like a drama that kind of properly understands grief and the impact that it can have on somebody, whether it be a, you know, a loved one or even an AI, I guess, in this case, because, you know, we know we kind of see technology through a different lens these days. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think overall it was great. I mean, the cinematography was fantastic. I mean, Koganada is such a, you know, he has such an eye behind the camera. I mean, what a guy, I I need him to do more films because he just, he's a master. But it was like just such a cozy, quaint exploration of like sci-fi and humanity. But, you know, I mean, all around, it just hit me on a more personal level, I guess, because of, you know, when you lose someone, I guess, that you know, topics like this kind of affect you a little bit more, has a little bit more of an emotional punch to it. Uh, It was really powerful, especially in the way that we, you know, see that human connection and, you know, see the memories in the film as well. I think that really further enhanced the messaging that, that he was pushing forward. Um, yeah, I guess that's like, I guess my quick little thoughts about it, you know, just really impressed. I mean, Koganad is fantastic. I mean, this is only like his second film really overall. Columbus was really great too. Very underrated, but yeah, I mean, I need to see more. I mean, it's very A24 in many different ways, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm loving these, you know, indie directors. Cause we saw it with Chloe Ja. We're seeing it a lot with Asian indie directors who are writing, directing, editing, you know, they're behind the cinematography. So we're seeing these jack of all trades. And of course it kind of comes with the territory of independent filmmaking, but to see it just done on this, you know, technical scale with uh, him and Chloe recently is really cool. Kind of inspiring to see someone who's able to, craft such a beautiful film pretty much by themselves <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> and mostly he does yeah. yet again yeah <laughs> um but i also loved this film particularly as we really get into colin farrell's character's search into the memories of yang and really deep diving into that it really affected me i thought it was really moving um kind of life affirming in many ways but just beautiful to go through this journey with him and with the other characters of course it's a beautiful film to look at but i don't know i'm really a fan of these humanized ai sci-fi movies (laughs) and 
I, I know that this one is a little bit light on the sci-fi elements, but I think, like Tyler said, it does the human and the grief and the emotional moments better than most all of the ones I can recall seeing. I think it does a really, really good job at empathizing with that part of the film. Oh, 100%, especially with Colin Farrell and his daughter. I mean, they're the ones that are definitely the most affected by losing Yang. Mm -hmm. And you can see that conveyed, you know, pretty effectively out of the family, just, you know, as Colin Farrell's trying his hardest to do anything he possibly can to just salvage these memories. And I like that. I, I really like that we start the movie in this perspective of Yang just being a bot and just being a, a, an AI for the family, but later we learn that he's like Colin Farrell's character's son and he's like the young daughter's brother. Like he's so much deeper than what these companions are supposed to be. And also it seems like he, there was a hint that he was, he has been around longer than most of them since he's generally certified used. And it seems like they have been using more new AI or maybe something gets shut down, but it seems to me like they were able to pass this AI on from family to family, generation to generation, seeing as he was able to go back like years and years and find the original, uh, the one of the original characters. We'll get into that in spoilers. I'm sorry. I'm diving a little too deep, but <laughs> it was really, really good. I just thought it was so profound make bridging all these connections when you were talking about the opening i thought you were going to talk about the like actual like opening amazing music uh dance oh. sequence that i was not oh, anticipating. beat <laughs> out peacemaker uh, that was great yeah I, it's on the same level i mean i love the song of course it's probably a little bit biased because i think mitski's a fantastic artist you know she's the one who did the opening song but i mean that was i, I don't know i guess maybe a24 you know that's just like a thing for them you know i think this and ex machina with oscar isaac like both of those are just fantastic sci-fi dance sequences that i wasn't yes. anticipating <laughs> yeah no, yeah, <laughs> they do both have really good <laughs> dance sequences. Uh, this is definitely, I would say, less sci-fi, more human-based than something like Ex Machina. So go into it knowing that it's it's even a little bit slower and it's just kind of mm-hmm. a methodical mm-hmm. film as you work through it. Uh, but I will say, I wish, because you mentioned it, really, you know, we get into Colin Farrell's mindset, his character, and we pretty immediately see the little girl's connection to Yang. I do wish that we got just a couple more scenes with Joni, Jodie Turner-Smith's character. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The one scene we get with her where she's really kind of tapping into that empathy, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, though, she she kind of feels like an outsider. She doesn't feel like she's as connected to any of this. Uh, she almost feels cold in, in a lot of ways. Um, I, I don't know. I think her. I wish her character had been a little bit better integrated into the whole family of it all. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I do think she was, you know, fine with what was given to her, but mm-hmm. I, th- I definitely think she had less material to work with, of course, compared to Colin Farrell. Yeah. Did you, either of you have any other glaring negatives or things you wish the film had done differently? Uh, I mean, I thought the whole, like, guy, that conspiracy guy thing was kind of weird. Because <laughs> it didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. 
like when they were trying to fix Yang, and he was like, th- he was like the weird, crazy conspiracy theorist kind of dude, throwing out stuff about like information and all that. I mean, what that that felt, that felt kind of weird because like it just it just eventually just got dropped. Like it didn't. We never came back to it. It just was, was weirdly there, and then we moved. Then Colin Farrell realized the guy's crazy, and then we just moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one scientist woman, that one museum woman was like, oh, hell no. How did you, he sent you here? Mm, I don't know if I should even be talking to you, sir. I was like, oh, she she pulled his whole card real quick. I will say, one thing I love with this film, as we're talking about it, is that so often AI, I feel like, is dealt with, I, I, I feel like you get either kid or romantic interest and this film really kind of encompassed all of it, like all mm-hmm. of the human aspects rather than just one or the other yeah. to really talk about family. Because obviously we're also dealing with an adopted girl. Uh, she's, you know, it's a multiracial family across the board. Mm-hmm. We've got a white Irish man. We've got a black mom. And then we have a Chinese daughter who was adopted. Mm-hmm. And I really like how they touched on, you know, kind of melding family and what that means especially when you add in obviously an ai into the mix as well (laughs) and i thought it was like beautiful that he was learning like chinese culture and teaching it to her i thought what a beautiful bonding moment between the two of them yeah because he was all about the tea you know he was all about making tea because that was actually one of my favorite moments that they showed between him and yang when they were talking about you know going in depth about tea and all that stuff Oh, I loved that scene too. Beautiful. <laughs> that might have been my favorite I mean, scene of the the film was that tea scene. I loved it. Yeah, mm. I mean, this was just a beautiful script. It's like those those small moments with Yang and and uh, Colin Farrell's character, and just the the memories and and learning more about that character. Beautiful moments, well written. Yeah, it was even cool when they were like, you know, it was obviously because he was playing out like memories. They had like almost like the echoing of words kind of thing that play that play on sound design. I thought that was also yeah. a really fun, oh. fun little play on it since, you know, because it's because he's just sitting there watching these things. So he probably knows what's coming next since he was in, you know, he was there. Yeah, yeah the they sound also incorporate a little bit of a mystery into those memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a surprise. <laughs> when we first start introducing a certain character, I was like, what in the world? Like, we see her for a split moment earlier in the film, and mm-hmm. I was like, what is she doing? And yep. then as we start unfolding more and more, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, so it was almost a little bit of a mystery. Uh, it doesn't lean into mystery feeling or anything, but... I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that that, that, did, that did catch me off guard. I was like, "Where are we go?" I was wondering where we were going for this. I was I was fascinated to see where it would go, and hopefully, it, you know, it stuck the landing. And I think I think for the most part, it did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this film is not very long. Uh, I think it, it comes in, you know, right around the hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half mark. Yeah, yeah I've been hearing a lot of people, uh, you know, more than uh, more than we have because we haven't really indulged too much in the Sundance. But a lot of the films this year for Sundance have been pretty short. Yeah, uh, th- I've watched three and all of them have been under two hours. And same with the yeah. one about tomorrow. Yeah, I've watched three as well. And all three are under two hours. <laughs> yeah, the two I've watched I are think- the same. After Yang is the shortest of the ones I've watched, though. Yeah, um, same. Which I think they do, again, they do a really good job of just immersing you into the emotion. 
so that they cover a lot of ground Mm -hmm. in that sense in 30 minutes this isn't a plot heavy plot driven film the plot is simple we're trying to fix yang after he malfunctions but it's the journey and i think they fit a lot of emotional weight into that 90 minute journey (laughs) yeah i think i think that's like a very solid runtime for something like this you know it doesn't overstay its welcome it's kind of just like a fun cozy little sci-fi journey and you know it you don't have to you know go too deep in depth i guess overthinking everything like a lot of sci-fi gets really heady and kind of obnoxious and you got to like watch like a hundred ending explains and theory videos to understand the meanings (laughs) and the messaging i don't think you're going to need that for something like this now another film all three of us watched you might need an ending explained i'll understand (laughs) uh uh, we'll see if we review a film called resurrection but that one you'll you'll probably see some ending explained come up when that one gets Mm, released there's something behind that one yeah but this film i think you're right and i think that's that's kind of why i love it is that it's it's so simple but so effective in its simplicity that yeah sometimes any look terrence malick i know some of y'all are gonna get mad terrence malick take Uh a lesson take a lesson if you you can cut down some of this mess terrence malick they all don't have to be two and a half to three hour marathons of slice of life like we don't need to add in the dinosaurs and the creation of earth when we're sitting here talking about brad pitt and his children like we don't need it um oh man i I haven't watched i haven't watched any terrence malick films in a long time i mean they are a lot of them are quite long i will i agree at least in that sense when that he'd be adding in he'd just be finding random stuff to put in there for no reason and i'm like okay terrence uh (laughs) this is how you get that emotional heft in without too much (laughs) so koganada actually did like video essays on directors and it just yeah he he really does a lot of like criterion stuff yeah he really knows what he's doing with that editing because i thought the editing was really tasteful as well Visually, he just really just beautiful. He has like such beautiful shot framing. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that even I, I noticed in Columbus. But like like the way he just frames shots in this film, you know, it just invokes you know emotion and depending on the subject matter. Plus, couple that with the great score. I mean, the score. Oh, I mean, it's such a simple so yet gorgeous score. Sound design was out of yeah. this world. Good man. And even the mm. small bits of visual effects, because once again, it's sci-fi, but it's not heavy on that. The visual effects were really well utilized for what they mm-hmm. were needed for. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's just a beautiful film to yeah, look at. Like, yeah, like a lot of the, I guess, the sci-fi-y kind of elements, you know, the one that, you know, always sticks out to me is when they're driving back and forth. You can tell it's kind of like kind of a futuristic-y kind of car thing going on. <laughs> yeah. While they're really all wearing these... Super. They're living in this, like, really nice house, but they feel, like, super uh, rural <laughs> in these little outfits. <laughs> out here making their tea. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the future, I guess. That was a nice little futuristic vibe. They had a vibe going, man. Yeah, it yeah, was, like, very, rural future. Much, <laughs> yeah, the, the movie is very much vibes. Vibes, <laughs> yes. And that's it. If you like a film that is vibes, I think you are going to vibe with After Yang. Bring some bring some tissues. If you're a crier in films, I think as we get into that third act, the, the emotional punch really hits and it hits home. So be ready. But <laughs> Tyler, what what are like your closing thoughts on After Yang? Oh man. Uh 
I mean, a really good film, you know, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm a little I'm a little biased. I do like a lot of A twenty four heady, Dang. you know, that kind of genre stuff is my jam. But even still, even without looking through it through that lens, I still think overall it's a very you know, simple yet effective sci-fi experience. Like I said, it's a cozy, cozy sci-fi experience. I mean, I think pretty much everyone that has a heart can relate to the messaging in this film to some degree if you've lost someone. So, I mean, I think it tackles those topics, you know, pretty effortlessly for having such heavy subject matter. Um, I'd recommend it. I think it's probably one of the best films of the festival. I mean, I mean, I've only seen two films, to be fair. But from the buzz coming out of it outside of just us in the space, I think it's one of the best films of the festival so far. All right. And Leo. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed it as well. I I think it's a nice slice of life. Sci-fi, just like you were saying, Tyler, it's nice and chill. Something you can put on pretty simple. It's, it's really, you know, I I thought it was really just explorative of, of this person's life and, and of humanity and relationships, love, it was wonderful and a beautiful movie, and I can't wait to catch it again on a big screen. Yep, and thankfully, which is not often the case with Sundance, we already know A24 is <laughs> distributing the film. It's currently set for a mid-to-late March theatric release date. So if you're listening to this review and you didn't get a chance to check it out via virtual Sundance, not to worry, you will have your opportunity to see it in a theater here soon. I guess the conundrum for that, though, is like it, it technically premiered at Cannes last year. So it's, mm. that's why you see the 2021, yeah. but it's getting released in North America now. So or I guess we're listing this as 2022 I, film, I, you know, I for a film. So. Yeah, because the Coconata beforehand said it was the North American premiere. So I think even Oscars, like you have to premiere, you have to show in L.A. in like four theaters in Los Angeles or something to get an Oscar qualifying run. So I think it should qualify for like the award season 2022. That's what I imagine just because of the window that we're in. Cause I'm, because there, really there's always weird. these technicalities, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like <that> movie, <laughs> for, example, for example, the one movie that I saw at Sundance last year <laughs> is coming out in a couple months, but I, you know, so with, with a new name, mind you. What uh, movie? Eight with Silver. Yeah, Eighth with Silver. I saw it at last year's Sundance and just nothing. Just didn't premiere at all. This pet 2021. Now it's coming out in a couple months under a new name. That's why I like something like this with After Yang, because so often you come out, you do a review for one of these festival films like this, and they just either take years or maybe even never come out. So it's nice to know, like, <laughs> this movie for sure is coming out just like fresh. We know for sure we'll be able to watch it here soon. <laughs> But that was our review for After Yang. Make sure to go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all at Cinemania World, Cinemania World Podcast. Tyler, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah, well, if you search up my name on YouTube, Tyler Calvert, you'll find my YouTube channel where I review films, streaming, TV, you know, do rankings, a bunch of different stuff. I actually do a bunch of stuff over on Larry's channel as well, which he'll plug. But uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, and it's Tyler Calvert. And Leo, where can the folks find you? You guys can find me over on YouTube at Geekly Goods. Just go ahead and search that up in the search bar, and you'll find a logo with two Gs. 
Come on over to the channel where we talk the latest in movies, TV, with a little sprinkle of anime in there as well. This week, we got some good stuff coming up. We got potentially another Peacemaker video, some Superman and Lois and more. So come drop on by there. And then on every other social media platform, you can find me at Leo Rydell GG. Perfect. And you can find me at ChiliBoyYT over on Twitter and ChiliBoy Productions on both Instagram and YouTube. We've got our latest Game of Thrones reaction video with Tyler and myself Ooh. coming up, ready to premiere, as well as our return to Daredevil reaction. So yes. <laughs> you can find both me and Tyler over on my channel here as well. So thank you all for listening to our After Yang review. If you've seen it, hit us up on those socials and let us know if it is among your favorite films from Sundance. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.